The summer of synergy continues with the Garden State Invitational Tournament, live on Fight TV Saturday, July the 25th. M-Dog Matt Cross, Gary J, Myron Reed, Jordan Oliver, Tony Deppin, Gregory Iron, KTB, and Simon Gotch compete for GSI Supremacy. Plus, Frightmare defends the Synergy Pro Wrestling Championship against Deshaun Pratt, and Ellis Taylor, Casey Cattell, and TJ Crawford collide to find out who will wear the cruiserweight crown. All on Fight TV, streaming live around the world, Saturday, July the 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. All this for just $9.99. Who will win the second annual GSI? Tune in live and find out. For more information, log on to SynergyWrestling.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of United by Wrestling. I am your co-host, The Shipestone. We want to thank Colin from Synergy Pro Wrestling for the audio at the beginning of this week's episode. Be sure to check out the Garden State Invitational Tournament on Fight TV July the 25th featuring M-Dog, Matt Cross, the Synergy Pro regulars, and many, many more. Be sure to check it out on Fight TV, and now I turn it over to host Dustin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your featured podcast of the evening. And Colin's filling big shoes because, you know, he uh, replaced the legendary Bruce Buffer, Colin. So you owe us money, friend. <laughs> we're, kidding, we're kidding, Colin. Don't don't get, don't sue, bro. We, we're kidding. We're kidding. Nah, you did enough for us to be on our show. So speaking of that, you can check that out. That was two shows ago, and I think one of our best shows. So make sure to check that show out and make sure to check out Synergy Pro. And it's Garden State Invitational. I know I'll be checking it out. So hopefully you guys too, too. Um, so today's kind of a weird show, guys. Uh, first off, we don't have a guest. I know you're disappointed. I mean, we're not alone. You know, we, we have Dave. <laughs> Hi. Do you want to introduce yourself? Shucky, ducky, quack, quack. I'm back, guys. Uh, so, shapes. So what do we consider Dave at this point? A guest? A former i don't even know he's um what do we consider him well he is um i don't know if any of our current viewership remembers his hosting days but <laughs> he is a he is a co-host and at this point in time and dave don't take this the wrong way you salty bitch um more of an acquaintance of the podcast these days <laughs> damn um, hey that's not a bad thing i didn't mean it I, it's, not, it's not a bad thing it's just you know, you you are an acquaintance of the show, and you know you come on every once in a while. So I mean, it's not a bad thing. But um, yeah. So the topic today is kind of interesting. So I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of you know explanation of kind of how we're doing it tonight. So as you can tell from our last few shows, it's pretty much just been interviews and stuff. You haven't noticed any, you know, re- you know predictions or. You know, reaction shows or coverage of anything. And that's, well, first off, because the interviews, I think, are a hell of a lot more funner. I think it's oh, yeah. nice to have some other voices that know the business than just hearing me and Shipes to ramble. <laughs> Honestly, you know, we can act like it. We don't know it. We're not doing it. Well, and- like, like case in point, the episode with uh, John Schuyler and Colin, uh, it's like those two of our best. That definitely, uh, Definitely better than just us two. <laughs> well, even Crash. He was yeah, better Crash, too than just us two. I'm going to say, can't forget Crash, Crash. Shout out to Crash. So, we kind of... I don't know how to sound this without sounding like we're lazy podcasters, but since the pandemic started, which I believe is in, what, February? It was kind of late February. It, it, took, over, it took over here in the Americas in at the end of February. Yeah, because the last show I remember us two doing was the Elimination Chamber reaction show. And then AEW's... Uh, Revolution, yeah, AEW Revolution. AEW Revolution and the Elimination Chamber. And then we did we did the Elimination Chamber one as, uh, as w- what was going to be our last show before live at Mania Man. Week. And then, of course, C-19 fucked everything up. So that was the last you know thing. And those are going to come back, you know. But, so here's kind of the thing. We have not watched 
any really wrestling since the no fans era started. And I, I hate to be that, say that. I, I like to be transparent. But, you know, Shipes that watches AEW, and I only watch New Japan. And so we're not watching the same things right now, so it's been hard to kind of tag up and do shows. But part of the reason we're doing the show today is because I want to start watching wrestling again, even with no fans, because I've been hearing, you know, Shipes is very, you know, supportive of AEW's no fan shows, right? Yeah, if you haven't, if anybody hasn't, I know a lot of people have, but if you haven't, for any reason, check out check out AEW with the in the no crowd era here at least here in America. I know, um, I mean Japan took their time off, but you know with AEW the way that AEW has it set up and the the wrestlers and things that they have, it makes it feel honestly a lot of the times when you watch AEW you don't realize that there isn't a full arena there because the talent that they've brought in and their own their own performers. They make it feel. They make it truly feel like a live show. They don't. They don't. It's not fabricated. It's not. Uh, you know, sections of. All right, you're booing this. Your section's booing this person. Your section's cheering <laughs> this person. You know, it, it's all genuine and the way it should be during this during this era. And AEW gets massive props for the way they've handled it. Yeah, and all I've watched was New Japan because, which I believe now have fans back. So I need to watch that. But, you know, you don't notice the fans are missing in New Japan because, you know, the wrestling's so sound, the technicalities, you know, so sound that, you know, you kind of lose track there. there. And then I watched the Synergy Pro um, show from, uh, God, July, First Responders, July 11th. Yeah, right? yeah, it was 11th. And that was great, you know. Got to, you know, learn about some new wrestlers, you know, Alan Boy, J.D. Drake, you know. So Colin did very well on that with the kind of, fans were in attendance there i think that's one of the first shows in the u.s really that's actually had actual fans if i remember right besides gcw yeah so i watched that and colin did a great job social distancing but other than that that's been it yeah so today's show we're kind of we're gonna call it why do we love wrestling and you know all three of us are gonna go down a memory lane of our favorite matches our you know favorite wrestlers you know our favorite events we've attended just kind of shooting the shit it's going to be kind of a i hate to use this word because it's our former old podcast it's kind of an untouted round table tonight. <laughs> oh god i know it's bad but it fits it you know there's no once again no scripts like we always do it's just kind of you know talking about our favorite memories because you know wrestling has been kind of in a depressing state and yeah you know i want to start watching again i love the business and i kind of want to remind myself why i love it Kind of it's more to help benefit me and you guys get to listen on. It's kind of like a conference call kind of thing, if you want to think of it. So yeah, basically but, it's it's an hour of it's gonna be an hour of just shooting the shit on on the great moments that we've watched or experienced live and in person. Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoy it and hopefully you enjoy the ride. And like I said, reviews and stuff aren't gone, they'll be back. It's just kind of we gotta work through this whole pandemic thing. Hopefully, knock on wood, one of the vaccines out. So, all right, Shipes, so what you want to further do, how about you start it off? What's kind of your favorite moment in wrestling as a fan that you've watched on TV? Oh, God. Damn, you, you started the hot seat on fire. But I'm going to, I mean, now I'm going to answer this in, I, I guess, multiple parts because I don't want to, like, leave out moments. But my first one would be obviously my first experience watching the business when I was a kid in 96. Um, because without that moment, I don't know if I would love the business like I do. So I have to put that one in there because if I hadn't watched survivor series 96, that was what made me a fan of the business was that was that show. So first off, it would definitely be that one because that was being a young kid, seeing it for the first time. And, just something about that that mystique, that aura of the the larger than life personalities, and the of course what I would later learn as stories, because of course you know four or five six years old, you think all that shit's real, <laughs> like the stories <laughs> and the characters that you think all that shit's real as a kid. Yeah. But um, you know, if I hadn't watched, the, you know, that moment is very very special because I was so young and I, I begged my parents to like let me stay up and watch that because. My dad was watching it, and I was like, can I stay? It's like, I had to go to school the next day. Like, can I stay up and watch this? It looks really cool. 
please. <laughs> it's like, I'll do my homework on time tomorrow. <laughs> I remember using that shtick, too. And so without that moment, I'll, I'll, I'll finish that question with that one is my first one. And then, Can I cut you off? And What about, was there a certain thing on 96 that really well, was stuck out to you? For me, it was because, like, when I, I tried to, because I remember it because I tried to go to, I tried to go to bed and I was like, I didn't want to because I wanted to watch what, what my dad was watching on TV. And it's like, so I missed like the whole show pretty much except for the main event, the, or I guess it was like the co-main, I can't remember if it was the main event specifically, but the traditional Survivor Series elimination tag team match and seeing the good old Rocky Maivia with the terrible haircut and the worst ring gear I've ever seen in the history of ring gears. <laughs> um, there was something about, you know, and then of course seeing all the other guys in, in the ring, you know, Goldust was in it. Hunter Hurst Helmsley was in it. Um, King and Jake and all those guys, they were there. And it was like, it was just something about that, something about what they were doing that just hooked me. And then when I saw rock, there was something about this guy that, I just, I, I just stuck to, I just gravitated to, it was like, there was something about this kid, this blue chipper as JR called him that night, the blue chip prospect or whatever he called him. And it was just something about, I, I wanted to see more. I wanted to, I wanted to learn more. I wanted to see it and I wanted to watch. And I don't, I can't say what it was specifically, but it was just that, it, I think Dustin, you get what I mean. That aura, that. Yeah, um, I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it was just something that it, it just captivated me. And ever since, well, I've been watching ever since. Dave, how about you? This is pretty simple. Um, I'm going to go back to my very first actual wrestling pay-per-view, WrestleMania 21. Now, Just to before, clear that up, you're talking about watching, right? Watching, yes. Yeah, that's right. Now, before <clears throat> I even got to know what wrestling was, I didn't know what it was. And then, well, we went through... The horrible stage known as the Backyard Federation. We're not going to discuss that. <laughs> but it brought something good with it. My first time experiencing WrestleMania 21. Now, this whole pay-per-view, to me, was special in a lot of ways. Because it exposed me to the business that I still love, even though other people could say other things. <laughs> we'll get into that. But there was just some awesome, awesome matches. Like you had like Shawn Michaels, Angle, Triple H, Batista. The the main event, wait, was Randy versus Ray versus Angle the main event, or that was that Batista and That was twenty two. <laughs> that was twenty two. Randy well, I'm Ra already getting my WrestleMania screwed up anywho. Randy faced Well anyone was JBL and John John and, and Batista Randy, Hunter and Randy faced uh, what was the Undertaker? Undertaker? Yeah. Yeah, because that was the height of the legend killer movement or yeah. character, I should say. Alright, Dave, so continue. Yeah, I really I enjoyed WrestleMania twenty twenty one's match lineup, especially when John became the champion, finally. Now, I was a JBL fan at that time. So I was kind of hoping he'd still remain wrestling God. Oh, God. He'll always be that? wrestling God. <laughs> like, he still is, even though he doesn't wrestle. Continue, Dave. Continue, please. You're right. You're right, Shy. Sorry. Anywho, I'm getting everything all twisted. Point is... Point is... WrestleMania 21 was my first experience into the business. And from then on, I got hooked ever since. Yes, sir. All right, mine, I don't know. This is kind of a tough one. I started watching around the same time as Dave did. You know, Angle and Michaels blew my socks off. You know, that technicality and that kind of match is kind of what hooked me a little bit. So that's kind of what got me into wrestling. But, you know, one of the moments that will still stand out to me, I know this is going to sound pretty markish here, was Punk versus John at 2011. Yeah. I think that was kind of one of the first times. Because obviously, you know, you watch wrestling, you know everything's predicted, you know, scripted. You know, I'm not going to use the word fate because I think that's stupid. So I'm not going to use that. But scripted and predetermined. But John and Punk actually had a 
time and place in me that I thought maybe this isn't maybe this isn't a work. It's a whole shoot. This whole thing, you know, because I was sold. Punk was leaving. Yeah, yeah. You? So that was one of my most enjoyable moments. You know, so let's move on to you know a favorite moment at a show we've attended. Shapes, you go ahead. Oh God. Again, we're gonna come back to some of these because I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss moments here. Um, I'm going to start with WrestleMania 28, John Cena versus The Rock. <laughs> because not only was that my my first WrestleMania, and you always remember your first, as they say. Um, yeah. Just, you know, that was not only the, my first WrestleMania, one of the best nights of my life, but to see two guys that one I literally grew up watching and had never actually seen in person wrestle until that match. I had never got to see Dwayne wrestle at, at any show that I'd ever gone to prior to that. And then of course, John, who we spent our entire teenage and adulthood years watching and watching him come up and, to see the two I two of the biggest two of the Mount Rushmore um, come at me, bro, and and I know people would disagree with that one, but to see the two icons of each generation clash in person was something that I honestly can't even put words into the the feeling in that in Sun Life Stadium. I don't I don't think it's called Sun Life Stadium anymore, but you know the the energy in that building that night was impeccable, or I think that's the word I'm looking for there. But that that moment there was was something that I mean, even thinking about it, talking about it, I still get goosebumps from that. Yes, sir. I and I stand before I ask you, Dave. I stand corrected on my actual favorite moment watching. It will always be Austin Rock WrestleMania 17. So oh, that hey. was my favorite moment watching. You Absolutely. know, just uh, storytelling, the rivalry, the you know swerve of the Austin heel turn at the end. You know. That whole thing will always stand out to me. One of the biggest things I became a fan. That right there cemented why I became a wrestling fan. Right and still, there. and still to this day, I don't care what anybody says, has the best video package build up to a match ever. Absolutely. So we can cover more of that. We'll, you know, we'll talk matches and stuff more later on. I just, that was my favorite moment. Was that whole thing, that whole build, that whole storyline, everything. So, right, Dave, continue. Favorite moment as a fan in attendance that you witnessed. Uh, this is going to probably get you guys a ton of dislikes, but we're going to go immediately into WrestleMania 30 and the streak. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. I knew it. Only, only because nobody saw it coming. <laughs> Up until that point, Undertaker was dominant. Nobody could beat him. Yeah, I mean, and, he was 21 and 0. I mean, and, <laughs> Literally, there was a time in that match after two FIs when he kicked out and you thought, okay, maybe he won't beat the streak. And then just like a drop of a dime, and then went silent. I I still think you should have cheered during that, but hey. I was going to, but senses came over me. No, this dude, you know, claimed, you know, obviously if you were there, and you know, even if you watched, the whole arena was quiet. Yeah. And this guy, Dave, right here, claimed he was going to be the one to start cheering. Which, obviously, he knows he wouldn't have. But, you know, me and Stripes had to back him off and do it just in case. Because there was legit probably going to be some police involved and probably a beatdown going there. Not even fabricating that. It's probably what would have happened. No, so. I, mean, because, <laughs> I mean, because I've never been in an environment of that many people that have gone silent that quick. And, I mean, you could hear... You could hear people in the upper decks like coughing. That's how quiet it was in an, in a sixty, almost seventy five thousand person stadium. And Dave was going to be the one to start cheering this, <laughs> which he knows very well he wasn't going to ever do it in the first place. No, no hell no. Bringing up that moment still gives me goosebumps. By the way, oh well, yeah, it because, should yeah because we were we were a part of of history. Not, yeah. I mean, depending on who you talk to, good or bad, it, it was history nonetheless. 
Yeah, WrestleMania 30 was a hell of a pay per view. I mean, it's going to be one of those moments where it's like it's it's it is one of those moments where you know people. Where were you when the streak ended? Oh, I was there. <laughs> like I was there. Like no shit. Yeah. yeah, I was there, sitting there watching. I I watched it with my own two eyes in person. Yeah, my my favorite moment watching is going to come from the same pay per view. But yeah, the main event, Brian. Yeah, I think. I looked yeah. up to the guy. Like I said, we still wanted to be in the business at that point. You know, we we're the common man, kind of the guy that we were definitely weren't going to get a hold. Of, we weren't going to get hold of a golden ticket because we were athletes or we weren't born into the business. Brian was the guy representing us. You know, yeah. So seeing him get that moment after watching him wrestle, you know, ROH is small state, you know, arenas and all that, and the bingo was absolutely across the country. And, you know, before that, you know, he was having his health. You know, he had a couple of concussions. He wasn't completely untold then by then. But he was my motivation to keep pursuing when I was told no the first time, you know. So that moment will forever stand out to me live. I I got another one from from 30. Um, Watching watching AJ have her first full WrestleMania moment as not not a valet, you know, partner manager whatever you want to call it and i mean unfortunately it was it was in a lot it was of people, bad timing it was super bad timing because they had to go on right after the streak had ended and nobody gave a rat's ass about that match but mm-hmm. for me with her being one of my biggest idols along with the rock to see her have that moment finally uh, you know by herself was absolutely incredible after having just met her a couple days earlier yeah. So what? Since you're mentioning idols and you know, we'll transition to favorite wrestlers and, and why? Why is AJ one of your idols? Well, AJ is one of my idols because she's she's like me in a lot of ways in terms of like, you know, we both we both fight the the mental health stigmas a lot, and she's that you know she's that girl that grew up in in New Jersey with pretty much nothing. And, you know, she bounced around from all these places and she had her, she had her vision, she had her dream and she risked everything to get it. And she was not the mold of what was supposed to be a champion in her, in her era. And she did all of this from, you know, coming from where she came from. She fought her ass off and broke the mold of the diva and became arguably one of the best divas in WWE history. Yes, sir. Um, Dave, who's your uh, favorite wrestler of all time and why? Oh God, that's, that's a hard one. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have to go with the man himself. Triple H. <laughs> Not Chris Jericho. Right. He's a close second. It's or Lesnar. Or Lesnar. Lesnar's not the greatest of all time. But well, we're talking about favorite wrestlers. It doesn't have to be the goat. I mean, hell. Okay, yeah, but Lesnar had a horrible pet look. We're sticking with Triple H. <laughs> okay, all right, stick with Triple H. Why is it, why is Hunter your favorite of all time? Because he just he, not only did he show so much passion for the business, but the, when I when the first time I saw him wrestle, he just came off as this amazing badass. Like a guy who didn't give two shits. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to do whatever I t- need to win, whether with a sledgehammer or not. And let's be honest. Or the a shovel has a backstage. badass theme. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say the shovel. <laughs> the reign of oh, yeah. terror. And, and the shovel. The reign of terror. Much love well, to Hunter. He's I'll one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, but it was set up too perfectly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Continue, Dave. Sorry. No. That 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 was it. Now it's good old Paul in a nutshell. Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> Hunter. God damn it. Um all right. So mine I've been, you know, obviously vocal about it. Kurt Angle. Once again, kind of the same reason as Brian's win. You know, I loved his style. You know, I was young when he won the gold medal like three, but I still remember that because my dad was watching the Olympics. So just seeing him go out there and win the gold medal in ninety six. With a broken freaking yeah. neck. With a broken freaking neck. Don't it's you true. forget it's, it. It's true. It's damn true. He's just a sexy yeah. Kurt. The, um, okay, <laughs> I'm not well, going to call him that. I say we'll talk about that <laughs> one later. <laughs> yeah. 
So seeing that and then, you know, seeing how easily he kind of transitioned. That's a, it's impressive. Yeah. It's how easily he transitioned to professional wrestling. Yeah, from going from the amateur background to, to sports entertainment to professional wrestling is, was, I mean, it was flawless. I think it was Hunter that said, too, that Kurt Angle is the fastest learning student he's ever seen. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, not just that, but he had a personality. Like, who would have thought a guy that, you know, wrestling a singlet on a mat, you know, which has completely the opposite of sports entertainment, would come in and become one of the top stars in the business. But also his technicality in the ring, too, you know. The, you know, his ring style, you know, his aggression in the ring is kind of what caught on to me about Kurt Angle. Yeah. And once again, like, Brian, I wanted to mold my wrestling style if I would have gotten the ring after him. It's just, you know, everything he did from storytelling to his, you know, anger. You know, he played off being pissed off a lot, especially if that yeah. little feud with John. You know, his, you know, reactions to the You Suck chants. Like, the dude <laughs> was an all-around great performer and great wrestler. What's there not to like about Kurt Angle, honestly? Yeah, he, he, he's definitely in the category of best all-around superstars of all time. I mean, because he mm-hmm. had it. He had and it all. And Jericho. Yeah, there's yeah. a certain group on that. Yeah, it's like he had it all, and you could see it. Exactly. So I, that's why I was also happy that you know we were in attendance for WrestleMania 35 for his farewell match against <laughs> King Corbin. Baron Corbin. I was hey, favorite wrestler. I, I mean, I got I got I got love for Baron Corbin, not my favorite wrestler, but I got I got love for Corbin. But I mean, again, again, it's one of those things where it didn't matter who he faced; it was more so the fact that we were there for it. All right. Yeah. All right. So we talked to big companies on that. Shape. What's your favorite moment you've had in the indie promotion PW? I'm only asking you this because unfortunately, there's not many people. There's not really a running indie promotion around Oregon, really. So, what was what do you think is your favorite moment you've ever watched live at PWX? Holy shit! All right, you know I'll give you. You can have four or five. Well, there you go. Make I mean, it easier. Obviously, the first, the first Rise of a Champion, which is PWX's biggest show of the year, my first one that I went to because not only did I get to meet Chris Hero at that show, one of my favorite wrestlers in in the business and you know i watched all his stuff in roh and stuff like that so i got to meet him and then i got to see my first ever war games match live because the main event of that show was a war games match and of course it was my first indie show as i'd never been to an indie show prior to that one and then seeing seeing my boy john schuyler win the pwx championship multiple world championship multiple times not just once multiple times getting to see Adam Page before he became Adam Page, the hangman and getting to meet getting to, for for me it's also just getting to meet some of the coolest guys that I've ever met that I've had the privilege of meeting in the business cuz they're all the guys there are so chill and even Brian, shout out Brian. I hope you listen to this one day. I give <laughs> you props, but um you know, just maybe get them doors a little couple minutes earlier. <clears throat> but uh, for me, it, it's it, it was it's a blend of meeting the guys, getting the chat with the guys, and then you know you watch them, uh, you get to know them more as you go to each show. And like I said getting to, getting to see John be one of the first multiple time. He was one of the first multiple time PWX World Champions, and actually getting to see Anthony. Getting to see Anthony's run, Anthony Henry's run with the PWX title was was uh, a brilliant experience. The way they booked his, the way they booked his run was epic. So I, I would have to go with more so my favorite moments though was was John winning the PWX World Championship. Nice. All right. So I I Dave, have you? I don't want to talk for you. Have you ever attended an indie show? Was I, I? Did you ever go up to Portland Wrestling with Colton or anything? I Dave. think. I actually I can't remember to be honest. All right, then we're just gonna we don't want to sit here and scratch and crawl for it. So you're talking about meeting wrestlers, and, you know, at PWX, and you know, you mentioned AJ. Who's your favorite wrestler you've ever met, Dave? I'll start with you so and give Shipe a chance to breathe. <laughs> Jinder Mahal. 
No, it's not Jinder Mahal. All right, who is it then? That's a good one. We've met so many. All right, name a couple then. That's what I'm going to have to do. Yeah. Well, we already know yours. Yours is AJ, but you can name your second and third if you want to continue that, though. So. All right, Dave. Well, we'll start off with Charlotte. I mean, that was that was interest. That was an interesting meet. Okay. It it didn't go very far though. <laughs> it was a nice, quick, high shake hand and picture. Now you go. We didn't really have that long of a conversation. Now yeah. I wouldn't classify this as a favorite, but it is a funny moment, and you two will remember this. What's can that? I talk about? Can I talk about her on the show? Who? Sunny. Sunny. Medusa. 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 Oh my god. Yes, Dave, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I legitimately was like, wait a minute, <laughs> when did Dave ever meet Sonny? <laughs> Dave, go ahead. Yes, talk about Medusa. Yeah, well, funny it was funny because I was standing in line. And we and we were going through all of all of the people, and I get up there, and I talk to her. She signs my thing. I walk away, and next thing I know, my bros are over there giggling, laughing at me. So I'm like, "Oh God, now what?" And he, Alan points over. She uses hand sanitizer <laughs> on me. Well, I mean, but before we out of all the people in the line, I'm the one you well, use it on. I want to, I want to put this <laughs> disclaimer in there. Of course, they have bottles of hand sanitizer. If you've never been to Access, um, when when you're meeting the superstars, they got things laid out on the table for them. They got you know the the things to sign, or if you know if you don't bring your own thing, they got these sheets that you can get signed, and uh, you know they got their drinks and whatnot. Of course, as per meeting people, they have bottles of hand sanitizer there and every after every couple people they they put the hand sanitizer on it but it was just so funny because right after dave dave happened to be the one she needed the hand sanitizer for he must have had that fried chicken grease on his hands Ugh. or probably some of the flakes <laughs> off of his head but i got one more yeah go ahead and alan you may have to edit this out afterwards jesus we're, we're gonna do some truth time here right now True. I met Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 30's Access. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Nice. And, you know, I haven't brought this up ever because of my own problems, but <laughs> I kind of made a promise that, well, I never kept. And? What was so, the promise? <laughs> Seth, if for some god reason you ever do see this, which I don't think you will. No, yeah, you won't. I don't think you have to ever worry about You don't have to worry about that, but... I apologize for wasting your time and saying I was going to be a wrestler. You suck. Because I quit because it was too hard on me. <laughs> there you go. You didn't have any of that big dick energy. They definitely ain't got the big dick energy. Shout out to Crash Jackson. And what would John say about people that don't like people being hard on them in the business? <laughs> what, what did he say about it? He said... Uh... God, what did he say? He said something about like pretty much don't even try it if you're if you can't take criticism of any kind. I'm gonna be a pussy. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Pr pretty much. John said as politically correct as you can. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> so Dave doesn't have big dick energy and apparently is a pussy. Yep. Not our words. Well, they didn't mention Dave's name, but. Not our words, what wrestlers said, so <laughs> don't, don't take it out of context <laughs> on us. All right, Dave, is that it? That's everything, good sirs. All right, Shipes, you want to go ahead and I'll well, close on that question? Well, you already know my first Well, You already mentioned my first one, getting to meet A.J. Lee was will forever be, unless I can somehow knock on wood, the universe allows it ever meet The Rock one day. Hmm. Um <laughs> I mean, I got to meet one out of two of my biggest idols, so... And, yes, there's a video on YouTube of how much that moment meant to me. I think it's still up, anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I was very I was very emotional. With Maybe with... you should put it in the description below. You posted it. <laughs> Not you, I didn't Dave. post it. Somebody posted it. I think I it was... Probably. Uh, either way, um... <laughs> 
And then obviously meeting the shield, that was getting to meet getting to meet the shield was badass. And Dean and his or excuse me, Mox and his hungover self from Bourbon Street parties. And of course Seth and Roman being the badasses they are. Um the Iconics is definitely up there. I absolutely loved meeting those two. Um, Darren and Layla, I want to put in there because they were so badass when we were running out of time. I know you said the I think the Wyatts did the same thing. Bray, Bray Wyatt Bray, was very much the yeah, same way. Yeah, and just, just, just for that. I mean, now they're super amazing, nice people. But just, we're, I mean, we were running so late over time, and they're like, nah, y- y'all can go home. We're going to stay right the hell here. And... I know I'm missing, uh, I know I'm missing some from accesses, but fucking, my mind's blanking, but I'm going to go with those for right there. You mean what, Nash's party? Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, don't forget, we bet. Uh, I would say, we can't forget the shenanigans party, shout out to Nash and all of the organizers of the Nash party, of course, report. speaking of the Nash party, well, of course, Big Daddy Diesel, Big Daddy Cool himself. Got a got got a lot of love for Mr. Nash. And then of course SoCal Val is one of the sweetest and most awesome people you can ever meet. And if you ever get the chance, meet her because she is awesome. I met I met quite a few PWX guys at the ones in New Orleans. Yeah. Um Al Snow is badass. Billy Gunn, uh Road <laughs> Warrior Animal who does not like pink phone cases, by the way, do not mean disclaimer. Listen, if you're a guy, if you're a guy and you have a pink phone case, well, you're going to get ribbed for it, but it's, it's classic. And am I missing anybody from, Oh, ODB. She, she is awesome as shit too. I would love to, I would love to meet her again. Can Um, I chime in real quick? And do for the love of God, do not do what I do and don't do this. Can I have a picture? <laughs> that will get you nowhere. Yeah, don't try no, to no. don't try to whisper. Can you have a picture <laughs> to somebody in a loud club? Yeah, don't do that. Oh, and don't run off screaming when oh, you don't get your way. Then, uh, Anywho, can't, can't forget can't forget one of uh, one of the members of SCU, Mister Frankie Kazarian. Yes, sir. He was great. Anyway, I feel bad now sitting here because people are probably like. This is probably where they turn it off because they probably think we're gloating. So we're we're uh, just I'm I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Um, this episode this episode is a trip down memory lane of the yes. stuff of the stuff that we've not only watched but had the honor and the privilege that we've worked very hard to to do. We're not. How much reminding us why we love professional. Yeah, it's wrestling. like we're not Ooh. we're not trying to gloat about meeting people that we've met or anything like that. We're just we're just talking about some of the. Some of the things that continue to show us and we look at pictures and shows and things that continue to remind us why we love professional wrestling. Despite it being a struggle right now, say, the way the, the world is. So. The, despite the the dark year of 2020 on the business and the world, we're just, we're just trying to pretty much bring a little bit of that power of positivity. To ourselves and, you know, if anyone's listening to this, you know, Share your favorite moment you've met with a wrestler, a favorite show, you know. Be interactive in the comments or on our Twitter, at UTD by Wrestling. Because it's right, a continue. new day. Yes, it is. Oh, wait, continue, Shep. So were you finished? Yeah, that, that, was, that was mine. So, oh, oh my oh. biggest... Before, before you continue, I forgot. I can't forget the Olympic gold medalist himself, Mr. Kurt Angle. You know, I feel bad. You know, I'll cover that when I... Because, well, number one... Kurt Angle, <laughs> my favorite professional wrestler of all time, as we mentioned. It was kind of a weird exchange because it really wasn't one. Um, I think he said thanks for support when I told him he was my favorite wrestler of all time. But, you know, I don't take that stuff personally because, you know, he was about to literally wrestle his last match. Yeah, his, that mind, day his, after. Mind, was, his mind was obviously, like, thinking about that. Second, Daniel Bryan, which, you know, big props to Shapes here. He actually bought that ticket for me. And um, I got to, uh, and I think it's kind of hard, that one. I got to tell my story about how I couldn't wrestle, literally the same exact way he got told he couldn't. And I was wanting to re-pursue at that time. And, you know, I told him that. And, unfortunately, 
I don't think when they booked his access schedule, he was uh, written in to wrestle on 34 at the time, and they just never rescheduled it. Unfortunately, he couldn't say much, but it just felt so good to tell him that. You know, and you can tell how nice he was, you know, positive. You know, Brian's, I think Brian, or Brian Danielson, you know, himself is just kind of one of the nicest people you'll meet. Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to agree with that. I know you didn't meet him. But... I mean, he, he's got that, he's got that, like, from what you can tell about it, what you see is what you get. Like, it, it, it's him, and it's not like, I mean, of course, except when he's a heel, but, like, you could tell, like, if you meet him, it's it's one of those things where he's just, He's just naturally like vibrant. Yeah, I'm the other one. Uh, I don't have the picture for this, unfortunately, because my stupid self lost the card. But Bret Hart <laughs> um, exchange was <laughs> nothing, but it's still cool. It's surreal to say you met the Hitman. Literally, I think he said thank you, and that's all I got from him. Yeah, because so. we're I'm... not talking about the meeting itself, but the. Most- <laughs> Really, of who I met. I, I remember. Quick, quick side note. Funny side note about that. I remember. I remember when we got back to the hotel that night, and I said, "Hey, bro, uh, let me see that Bret Hart picture." Oh yeah, let me get the card out and let me get the card out and upload the picture. Uh, where's my card? <laughs> I lost three pictures that week. Yeah, yeah, you and did. I'm about to bring up some more of those. So, beating the Shield, incredible. Once again, I met Seth Rollins. Lost a picture. Somehow, I gave the guy my. I get a guy taking it for me. I don't know why I didn't have Alan or Shipster, Dave or whatever take it. I gave some random guy my phone. <laughs> no, he some, was to, some random guy took it for me. He was supposed to send it, and I gave him the wrong number. Yeah, you forgot to give him the one in front of your number. <laughs> so I lost my Seth Rollins picture. But you know, Roman was chill as hell. I don't care what people say. I know for some reason it goes round sometimes that people think Roman's a fake. Yeah. I don't see it. No, I don't Roman, see it. Now, Craig, that wasn't big star Roman yet. You know, 30, you know, he was about, you know, the show was still a thing. He was going to get his push, you know, the next year, a massive one. And obviously now he is what we know today that people hate. But he was chill. And Dean, you know, John, John, a.k.a. formerly Dean Ambrose there, you know, he was hung over as hell, but it was funny. But, I mean, he was, like, so chill. He was just, like... Cause like I ended up, I ended up meeting them. Side note, sorry. Uh, I ended up meeting them again because I was getting a, um, I was getting all three of their signatures on on a shirt as a as a present to my mom, and I needed Romans that morning, Mania morning, and Dean was so hungover, and he's like, oh, do you want, oh, I remember you from, you want another picture or just like I'll just like sit here and just like twiddle my thumbs or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I think it was even cooler. Roman was, you know, they were talking about John Moxley before his WWE run. Yeah, you know, Roman apparently went to Vince McMahon and requested light tubes. That obviously, didn't go far very often, but uh, obviously, I, I'm sure Roman was joking about that. But can you imagine that conversation? <laughs> oh my god! And so that was going. Cool. And the big thing once again lost this picture was me and the Wyatt family. <laughs> How did you lose that one, by the way? Ellis. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I went up to meet the Wyatt family. You know, Bray's there, Brody Lee's there, and Rowan. Rowan didn't take his sheet mask off. Keeping kayfabe alive, bro. He literally set up there for his sheet mask on. Keeping kayfabe alive. That was awkward. But, you know, I I look over, you know, to this guy named Ellis, who, you know. Shocked Undertaker guy. So you'll know who he is in a second. You know. I'm like, hey, can you take my picture or whatever, dude? And I think he went in front of me. And I was up there. He didn't take my picture. You <laughs> said, look at his. <laughs> and I was getting rushed off by the Tostitos, stupid. I'm not going to be rude here. The awful security guard who rushed me off. And I'm just like, dude, what the heck? <laughs> and lo and behold, he became famous. And became the you know, shock-looked Undertaker fan front row when the streak broke. But I don't know him as that. I know him as a guy that screwed me on my picture of Bray Wyatt. <laughs> and, you know, the coolest thing, too, about me and Bray was how he pretty much told the security guards to shut up. Yeah. And he ain't leaving until all the fans in the line get their pictures. Because they were trying to rush everybody. They cut the line off. And, right. you know, people stood there for hours. 
and also you get up there. Nope, sorry, we're done. Yeah, because like and it's like no. Yeah, because like you were you were meeting them at the same time because me and you were meeting them and I was meeting Darren and Layla at that time, and it, it was that Christian. That was that was at the end of the night when they were trying to close up shop and it was. Who like, was I meeting? Christian, I think. Yeah. Anyway, continue. But yeah, it's like you know Darren and Layla did both what what Bray did it was like no, I mean people these people paid their hard earned money to get here, and we're not gonna we're not gonna tell them that their money's gone to waste. Yes, sir. Which I always respect. I love when wrestlers do that. You know, give back to their fans a little bit on that. Yeah. All right. So to keep pushing forward, that's you know, the other meeting. What are your favorite matches of all time, Dave? Like matches, not moments, but like legit matches. Any promotion. In fact, we're gonna start with AEW. What's your favorite AEW match of all time? <sighs> that's a that's a good one too. Um, shit. Uh, <laughs> all right, here, how about you think about it, Shapes? What's your favorite AEW match of all time? The oh, it was from it was Kenny and it was Kenny and Omega, uh, Kenny and Page versus uh, you. Just, we actually just, you just mentioned it on the phone. I don't want to get the opponent. Yeah, but yes, AEW Revolution. Yes, that match. That match will def at least as of right now. That is my favorite AEW match of all time. Do you remember why, or was there something that stuck out about it? Or I mean, obviously you have four. Uh, you have the best tag team in the world, I think, and then fight you. That's a that's a hill you're willing to die on because I know a lot of people hate the Bucks, but I mean, I'm sorry, I'll I'll, I'll I'll fight on that one, and then another one I'll fight on. You have the best wrestler in the world, Kenny Omega. <laughs> fight me. Um, this has officially become the hot take segment of the show because people <laughs> hate these opinions that he just said. Um, people hate it. it. <laughs> uh, it's like, well, uh, th- those are two hills I'll stand and fight on. And then, of course, you have Hangman. That the the storytelling in that match was a tag team masterclass of how a, a, a tag team match should go. And it's one of those matches you can watch literally all day and not get bored once. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm Dave. Did you come back and think of yours? Or do you need a little bit more time? Nope. I think I have my two in my brain now. Go ahead. Kenny Omega versus the debuting John Moxley from I believe Double or Nothing. Was that Double or Nothing? No, it was no, not. No, that no Mox. It was debuted. Jericho and Omega. Yeah, Mox debuted at Double or Nothing. It was Jericho versus Kenny Omega for the world title. No. No, it was not. It was the number of contenders for the world title because I believe Hangman won the yeah. Battle Royal, yeah. the Casino Battle Royal, and then he went and faced the winner, Jericho. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. And Mox returned on that match. Debuted. Debuted, think, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Trying to get my knowledge here, right? But, all right, Dave, why that match? Well... Seeing as I already just screwed up that whole process again. You're fine, you're fine. I mean, Omega and Mox did wrestle in that unsanctioned um, street fight, street fight thing uh, off the air. But all right, continue. The reason why I'm picking this particular match out of all of the out of all of the amazing talent that AEW had was at the time I was newly getting out of my WWE bubble as people one like to call company. it. Huh? I am my one, one company of the year. <laughs> All right. And I finally wanted to be able to sit down and properly educate myself on the actual GOAT of professional wrestling, not Jericho, the cleaner, Mr. Kenny Omega himself. And as I was watching that amazing, incredibly brutal, unsanctioned street fight, by the way, it clicked okay. in my brain. Can I cut you off for a second here? Apparently you and Chase are just throwing the anyway. hot takes out here for a second. You think Kale Mega is the greatest of all time? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Dave just called the goat of wrestling Kenny Omega. Uh, um... Damn, he's well, that's a hot take half there. Yeah, I'll say that's that'll stir up a shit. 
That'll stir up a shit storm faster than anything. <laughs> All right, Dave, continue. Oh, boy. You know what? <laughs> Screw it. I'm just going to keep it. Anywho. Now, where's my thoughts at? Um, oh, yeah. Something clicked in my, in my little pint-sized brain of mine that why haven't I found this guy's matches sooner? Why wasn't I not able to educate myself faster than waiting for a mainstream platform to do it? Sweet. And once I figured it out, finally, I do believe Kenny Omega is absolutely amazing. And if people who are like me need to get out of their bubble and start looking up other amazing talent that aren't WWE. All right. So is that the last match or am I, am I good to go? You are very good to go. Sorry for the long rant. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, this is what it's all about. Um, so I'm in the same boat. I, I have a tie, though. So the tag team match from AEW Revolution, the Bucks versus Page and Omega, I think this is a hill I'm going to die on. might be the best tag match of all time. I agree with that. I'll, I'll fight alongside you on that one. I think that, you know, I'm not a huge spot fest guy, you know, no selling, all that. But the thing is, those four guys, they work fast. And it was a fast-paced, tempered match, but there was also a lot of storytelling and the same kind of thing. It wasn't just like get up, super kick, get up, super kick, and get up, you know, Canadian pile driver. You know, it wasn't that kind of stuff. You know, the storytelling between the friction between Hangman and Omega was incredible, which from what I'm seeing now looks like there might be a twist of Omega being the one that actually turns, which will be sunk. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. So that's mine, and then tied for is Cody versus Dustin at Double or Nothing. Oh, God. That, yeah, that was good. That was one of my – probably one of my favorites because of the symbolism and the Story, storytelling. Yeah. You know, two brothers duking it out, trying to you know beat the holy hell out of each other because, you know, it's Cody. I, it's, I'm trying to remember, was the build of that Cody trying to get out of, you know, Dustin's shadow, or was it Cody trying to prove he's a better, you know, brother – and that, you know, he's made Dusty more proud. I, I, there was some, like, build around that. Yeah, it was like, I think it was, like, to prove who the better brother was. Who their dad was more proud of yeah, or something. Yeah, something, like, something like that, yeah. So you saw that in the match, you know, Cody Young Lion trying to put, you know, Dustin down and, you know, literally being ruthless and stuff. And, you know, I think the biggest moment, you know, was <laughs> after the match, you know, the hug. Yeah. And, you know, the, I don't want a friend, I don't want a tag team brother, I want my own brother. Yeah. And just kind of that connection yeah, the, there. Yeah, the emotion was so, the emotion was so gripping. The story, the story and the emotion was was so gripping for that match that it has to be considered one of the best. All right. So, now we're going to move over to WWE. What's your top three WWE match? Actually, we'll go NXT first, and we're top main roster. What's your favorite NXT matches of all time? Shipes to go ahead, or your favorite match of all time. Oh, fuck. God. I'm going to have to say my favorite NXT. I can't. Now, it's been a while, so forgive me if I can't remember his opponent. But the night Sami Zayn won the NXT championship. <laughs> we literally talked about that on the phone earlier. It, yeah. it was Evil Pop. Yes. Our yes. evolution. I, I, I can't remember if we talked about that today or yesterday on the phone, but. That match for me solidifies not only why Sammy is one of the best in the world, but also why he's he could potentially be one of the biggest baby faces that WWE's ever seen if booked right. Haven't brought that out in a while. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna also because we already knew that we already yeah. knew that El Generico right. was. Yeah, in fact, that's another guy who's gotten the meat list. Yeah, his name was yes. Yeah. Gulak. Did, I just remember. Yeah, I can't forget about Gulak too. And also, didn't you ask Sammy um, how Generico was doing? Yeah, I asked uh, how uh, Sammy how El Generico was doing in the orphanages, helping the orphans. <laughs> <laughs> the long living myth of what happened to El Generico. Um, and then I'm also gonna put Sasha versus Bailey from yes. Takeover. Yes, Brooklyn. Yes, Brooklyn Two, I believe it was. Yeah, was I can't exactly what I'm doing. I say I know it was Takeover Brooklyn. I can't remember if it was one or two, but that match was is I still think one of the best WWE women's matches of all time. One of the best matches, period. Well, WWE because you know, there's other yeah. great 
stardom and stuff, so um, I'm not going to say period. And then, now this one is kind of going to cheat the rule here, but the the series of matches from Cole and Gargano. Oh yeah. That oh, yeah. I, I know that che- I know that cheats the rule, but I can't just you can't just pick one out of that. So I'm going to combine those and just say that as the third one. All right. Yeah. All right, Dave. All righty. Number one is Finn Balor def- defending the NXT title against Samoa Joe. Hmm. There you go. I'll say that's an interesting one. There you go. Number two, Alan, I'm going to do you one better, and I'm going to throw the fatal four-way match for the NXT Women's Championship in there. Who was that? Do you remember who it was? Wasn't it, wasn't it Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte, and Be- and Becky? That's, I don't remember what match you're talking. So, about. I don't. I I know a few of the. I know they've had a few fatal four way. I can't remember which particular ones though. Well, we're just nice. gonna we're gonna throw that one in there just. Yeah, and number three. Nope. Okay, Dustin, you got to start. Go ahead, start your list, bro. So mine is kind of on the same boat, but you get you forgot one that I really enjoyed was uh, Nakamura's debut versus Sami Zayn at Takeover Dallas. Ah, I damn! Think was one of the best pure you know matches of all time. And it's been a while since I watched it, but I still think about it all the time. You know, they, you know, from the match itself to the Build up a Shinsuke, you know, to Sammy, I believe, was out the door. So they're building a new kind of, yeah, because then, when did Sammy leave? I thought it wasn't too shortly after that he, that he got called up, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too long after that. Because <laughs> I thought he opened, like, the Johnson Open Challenge, like, not too much longer after yeah, that. And then obviously got hurt. Right. So, you know, Sammy was on the way out, handing the baton. I think a lot of people forget because you hear about Gargano and Balor being the faces. No, of Sammy Zayn was the heart and soul, and Balor inherited that. Yeah, so Shinsuke. Well, Shinsuke was in the heart and soul. That's kind of who became the next big star when Sammy left, Just... and Owens were leaving kind of at the same time. So that, you know, Sasha and Bailey, obviously a takeover of Brooklyn. Can't remember the takeover. Susumi, you know, what one it was, one or two. That, I think, was one of the best matches in WWE history, period. Yeah. Well, women's history, and which is hard because, you know, they were kind of the breaking point of when the women's revolution kind of started was that match. Which is a shame because, you know, you had people like AJ breaking the mold, but, you know, the focus on wrestling was, I think, kind of the spotlight was put on Bailey and Sasha, that match, kind of like, okay, women can actually hang. Yeah. Like the guys. Yeah, that, that match... That match broke more barriers and ground than I think a lot of people realize. I give props so much to Hunter for believing in him and giving that kind of spotlight. In fact, I think they were the main event of that. They were. They were. Props to Hunter and Steph for kind of helping expand that. All right. So now we're going to go main roster. Hold on really quickly. All right, what's up? I just figured it out. Okay. How could we forget Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn? No. Yeah, that's good. No. I mean, I don't. I like not my favorite match of all time, but <laughs> I mean, I, I I still stick by their their ROH wars myself, but <laughs> yeah, the latter wars, but <laughs> the latter wars. But hey, I mean, no, that, there you go. Remember, that's... I'm uneducated. <laughs> well, hey, self admitting's the first step. I'm not going to be a gatekeeper here. If that's one of your favorites, that's your favorite. Yep, there you go. So now we're talking main roster. Which, you know, probably isn't anything between now and WrestleMania 30. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, oh, okay. none of my three are on or between then and now. But yep. What's yours? <laughs> my first one is Jericho and Michaels from WrestleMania 19. My second one is I'm a, can I can I do like four on this one? You go go do as many as you want. Okay, okay. Um would be next one would be Rock and John from 28, Punk and John from Money in the Bank 2011, which was 9 years ago the other it was 9 years yesterday. ago yesterday by the way. 
Um, and then, fuck. See that? Ah, fuck. Um, AJ versus Caitlyn from Payback, twenty thirteen, <laughs> I believe. For people that want to know why, because the match itself probably didn't stand out. No, why the match, the match itself didn't didn't stand out? But that was AJ's first Divas Championship win. There you go. Um, and then. Uh, fucking hell. The main event of WrestleMania 30, Batista, Randy, and Brian. That's probably the most recent one that we're going to get up to in this list. Hmm. Um, actually, no, I'm going to stick with, I'm going to stick with that one because I don't want to ramble on too far. Uh, I know when you're forgetting. Please help me. Rock and Austin 17. Yes. Damn it. I knew I was forgetting a big one. And Taker Sean. 25. God, that was God that ironic sink right there. Uh Dave, uh was that it? Shit, didn't want to yeah, say, yeah. Yeah. All right. Dave, what's your favorite matches of all time? WWE Hogan versus roster. Rock. Jericho versus Triple H for the undisputed title. <laughs> Triple H versus Batista. The whole rivalry. Edge versus John from Unforgiven. That's an interesting one. <laughs> say why is that one? I'll say, quick side note: why that one? Because at the time the rivalry was amazing, and I think that was the end of the rivalry. I think they had like a tied amount of wins. The fact that you remember the end of Edge and John, I give you props. Yeah, for, I, I don't I, know that. I will definitely, uh, definitely prop that one. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. JBL versus Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar. And I can just keep going on, so I'm going to chop up with these final two. Kurt Angle versus Eddie and Shawn Michaels versus all of the of his three matches with Undertaker. Uh, I, I can't believe I forgot the Brock-Eddie one. I feel bad. From No Way Out 2004. Can't forget. Can't believe I forgot that. I'm so, gonna... my favorite match of all... Sorry, Dave, was that it? Oh, yeah, uh, that's it. My favorite match of all time will forever and will always be Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit, um, Royal Rumble 2003. Yeah. Once again, you know, just a technical masterpiece. There wasn't much to, like, storytelling, I don't think, like, no. as in the lead-up, you know, but the wrestling storytelling the ring was something else, you know, two ruthless guys trying to one-up each other, you know, trading Germans for each other. The real suplex series was Chris and Kurt and, and Taz. Taz. So, that, you know, the technicality, the submissions, you know, the trading of suplexes, uh, you know, getting frustrated, you know, that whole match will forever be mine. You know, Punk versus John, like I said, mentioned, the match itself was good, but the storytelling was better. You know, I actually for a while thought that maybe there's a chance Punk was going to walk out and Vince was just taking a risk for nothing. Um, the triple threat at WrestleMania 20, Benoit's defining moment. I know that's, for, you know, bad to frown upon. But I forgot about that match. I think that match was something else. Probably one of the best triple threats of all time. One of the, one of the first times also that the... The mold for world champions started to get broken. Yeah, exactly. Yes. He was champ and Benoit. You know, I know Sean and Brett broke it, but even then, I think they were more jacked than both of those guys. Yeah. At least, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to tell, but also, you know, Sean had the charisma, you know. These, yeah. So that was like a change in the guard, which I really enjoyed. You know, and the hug afterwards will forever be one of my iconic images I remember in my head with Eddie and Chris. As much as I hate to think about Chris. Because we shouldn't be. Um, Rock and Austin, WrestleMania 17, I talked about my favorite moments. That's easily one of them right there. Um, Shaver's Taker at 25. And this is one I don't think it's talked about too much. It was actually Brian versus John at SummerSlam 2013. Yeah, that match really doesn't. That, that was is, awesome. That match, I, I honestly feel like, is kind of underrated because. Because of the cash in that same. Right. But see, I don't think people talk about that as much because of what followed, what what that match actually kick started. The yes movement, exactly. Yeah, it's like people don't yes. remember, people don't talk about where the yes movement started. They just talk about the movement itself. Yeah, Hunter turning, you know, they're forty, pretty much 
starting there. Yeah. So yeah, those are kind of my favorite matches. Um, trying to think of you know outside of WWE, I would say that Okada versus Tanahashi at uh, G1 Climax. Twenty-eight, I believe. I was going to talk with that about headlock talk on an episode that will not be named because, well, it, <laughs> it went bad. Not on their part, but my computer. That will forever be one of my favorite. And then Will Osprey versus uh, ZSJ at um, Hyperbrev Stakes. Yeah, will yeah. be forever one of my favorite matches. I love that one too. So, yeah, and just that, on that. I, and just on a quick side note about that match, we are specifically talking about in-ring. We are specifically talking about in-ring talents. We are not speaking on anything else. Yeah, any of the allegations, you know, as you can see, Benoit, I don't bad stuff. Don't condone it. I don't call myself a fan anymore. Well, I was more speaking on the Osprey. Well, no, I know that. I know that. I'm just pointing out that we're not any of the people we talked about. You know, Benoit, or Osprey, whatever. We're not endorsing any of their actions, any of the things they did. You know, we're just talking strictly from an in-ring talent. So, all right. I, uh, I'm actually looking at time, and it might be actually time to wrap up. Where did time is. go? Jesus. It is. Really? All right, guys. Um, thanks for hearing us ramble on about things. And if anyone actually made it this far, we appreciate it. But once again, this wasn't really supposed to be a formal show. Right. It was more mo- mostly the shows to get out so Colin's advertisement can get in there. And so I just came <laughs> up with it. Well, but also, it's just kind of good to look upon, you know, favorite memories, you know, try to think positive about, you know, a world that's pretty negative right now. So, yeah. Yes. So, and also, we, we encourage we encourage all of you to get in on the chat, whether it be here <clears throat> on your favorite podcasting platforms, on YouTube, on our Twitter at UTD by Wrestling, or our personals are always open as well. Sound off on your favorite positive moments of the last however many years you want to you want to go and you know let us hear it all right guys so we'll see you hopefully next week and stay going my friends deuces bye guys